live tonight welcome to tim's corner live that that victory lap was so nice we had to see it twice uh, welcome in tim terry denver matchett and some guy that's not dylan langel that was in that open greg mckay welcome to tim's corner live thanks tim it's fun to be here we've been i shouldn't say we've done this before this this is a little different but we've done this at scotia speed world back and forth a couple of times we actually did it with our first guest uh two years ago i think or three years ago at scotia speed world so you're used to this you're used to kind of the hot seat so uh, what are you expecting out of tonight? We got some uh, good guests. We got a stacked field. What uh, What are you expecting tonight? It's uh, It's nicer to be up in the booth. Nobody can see you. <laughs> um, you know, it, I think it's gonna be fun. I'm really excited to hear what Drew's got to say about their schedule this year. And um, Megan's always a pretty good time. It should be uh, Should be fun. Should be fun. Denver match it. What are you uh, What are you looking forward to tonight? We've got Riley Goodwin coming on. Randy Miller. We should mention off the top of the show. Uh, Randy had some technical issues. The laptop that he was using, I don't want to say confiscated, but it disappeared. <laughs> so he is not with us tonight. Uh, he will be with us on March 29th. So that'll be a, uh, that'll be a start for, for him. But I, for all those Randy Miller fans stick, stick forward here. This is going to be a good show, but uh, he'll be on on March 29th. But Denver, what are you uh, most anticipating here tonight with our three guests? Well, I have to say I was disappointed that uh, Randy dropped out, but of course, looking forward to uh, having him back next week. Uh, you know, he's one of the TCM most popular driver award winners from PEI, along with the likes of James Doucette. So uh, looking forward to next week. But, uh, you know, Riley Goodwin's filling in on, uh, you know, we went from 177 to another 77. 
Riley Goodwin's a huge name in New Brunswick stock car racing. The Goodwin name itself, uh, lots of championships, lots of wins. Riley's a fourth generation driver, excited for that. And, you know, Megan Parat, uh, one of, I think, the most underrated and best drivers in the uh, sportsman class in Scotia. She is phenomenal and, and really looking forward to hearing from her. You know, that's a driver I, I've got to watch some, but not a lot. So I'm really looking forward to that. And of course, the uh, Drew McEachern, that was one of the first guests I said to you, Tim, that maybe we should look at getting him on. Uh, so I hear there's some news coming tonight. That's always fun. We like to break news here. Yeah, absolutely we do. So, uh, uh, we're we're going to get to that in a moment, but we said off the top of the show as well with our uh, package coming in. Uh, last week was a rough week. We lost Cyril Hall and we lost Brian Spite. Our thoughts and prayers are with both of their families. And uh, Denver, you kind of chatted before we came on air. I saw what John O'Shea did with the, the Drive-On podcast. I never got to listen to it yet, uh, but for those that, that want to have a tribute to Cyril Hall, go over and uh, check out what John has on there because that's a, a pretty neat deal. I know you listen to it. Uh, every, everybody needs to go over. If they don't like drive on podcasts yet, they need to go do it. But that's, that's another reason why. Absolutely. John did a phenomenal job. You know, Cyril Hall had such an impact in, in maritime racing and that impact for a period of his career was also at uh, Spe well, Speedway Miramichi as it's now known, but uh, it was during the McKay Speedway era. And he played a pivotal part in shaping the track to what it is today, as he did with, many tracks throughout the Maritimes. So uh, a great loss. Uh, same with Brian Spite at uh, Speedway 660. You know, it, like you said, it was a tough week, but John did a phenomenal tribute. It's more so centered around Miramichi, um, but not to get lost in that is the fact that Cyril played such an important part everywhere. But I think listening to what John has to say about Cyril, who he was hoping to have as a guest uh, on the Drive-On podcast, uh, you know, you'll really get a feel for what he what he did for racing, particularly in Miramichi, but that applies to all tracks. Any, any tracks Zero went to, he made it better. And uh, that's why he was so popular and so in demand and, uh, you know, definitely a, a sad loss. And we're all going to miss seeing him around the track. We've, we've heard some great stories over the last week or so about Cyril Hall, and I'm sure we're going to uh, hear some over, over the next couple of weeks and, and months as we roll into the 2021 racing season. But if you have one, we're live and interactive, drop it in the comments down below. And uh, any questions, comments for our guests this evening, you can do that down below as well. Greg is here. He's not Dylan, but he, he is here to field all those questions. And I, I think if you can handle Scotia Speed World for a couple of nights, Greg, I think you'll be okay here. You got a few of the Scotia regulars already chiming in here over on your Tim's who, corner. Who, who do we got? We got Tim Tim Webster saying hi, everybody. Uh, and Jason Pickles talking something about him wanting sandwiches. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we said you might be bringing sandwiches. So uh, full full disclosure, the uh, it came to a point this year where it was either like the budget got shrunk, you know, the racing budget got shrunk, so it was either sandwiches or tires. And well. You know what's Hold more on. important? Hold on. You don't have a race car right now, do you? Well, no, that is What that's do you why. need tires for? Well, exactly. So I figured if I sold the race car, I would still buy sandwiches. So, and you just didn't bring sandwiches. I mean, we're within driving distance. There's a there's a border and whatever, in isolation to get to Denver. But, I mean, you could have you could have brought us sandwiches. Paul would have taken sandwiches down in Connecticut if we could have gotten to him. My mother has spent so much money on sandwich meat in the last five years that I could probably be driving full-time for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. <laughs> So, but I, I, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit later about your racing plans or, or whatever you have for the 2021 season, but we're going to, I know Drew is chomping at the bit to get on here. So we are going to uh, get a hold of our first guest of the evening and bring him on to Tim's corner live. And it is the driver of the number 13 traditionally 
on the East Coast Mini Stock Tour and at uh, Scotia Speed World. And uh, he is the president of the East Coast Mini Stock Tour and somebody that has... We had beards on this show. I think Drew's is just slightly better than mine. And it got better since the meeting that we had in January over Passion Flooring and Interiors. Uh, Drew McEachern is with us. Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? So far, so good. How's your winter been so far, since, or at least since we last talked in January? Uh, just hanging in there, man. Just waiting for, waiting for the, the spring to come, the good weather to come. Looks like it's a good week this week, so... The, yeah, the, the week has come, the weather is warming up, and it seems like everybody gets that itch to go racing. So are you ready for, I guess it's May 29th. We already kind of discussed this uh, at the meeting in January, but are you ready for May 29th yet? Yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely moving forward. Um, looking good with the bubble, I guess. So uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed, fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, we're getting... Uh, getting everything in order and uh, everything's coming along good. So for those that are watching on Facebook, we are live and interactive. We're on the East Coast Mini Stock Tour Facebook page. Uh, we're also on Scotia Speed World and Speedway 660, two of the racetracks that the East Coast Mini Stock Tour will be visiting this season as well as Tim's Corner Motorsports. So uh, we kind of teased last week that you were going to bring us presents. Uh, yep. Not for us necessarily. Greg didn't even bring us sandwiches. What's up with that? Did you get a sandwich yet tonight? No, I didn't. I didn't see any any uh, deliveries coming up to my driveway, so I was kind of waiting for it too. But I guess we didn't do it. So let's start with the first. Let's start with some contingency awards, and we talked about this earlier today. And we're going to get Paul to pop it up on the screen. East Coast Mini Stock Tour has a hometown hero award presented by Joe's Racing Products and Canna Connect. Not only are they two new sponsors to this series, but it's a seventy-five dollar award every time we race this season. And it's going to the, the local driver that might not necessarily be a full-time guy on the tour or what have you. Explain a little bit more on what the winner gets and, and how they win that award. Uh, yeah. Um, so calling it the hometown hero and, uh, and Joe's racing uh, jumped on board with us this year. It was, uh, it was uh, pretty, I reached out to them and, and uh, they, uh, I, pitched the idea to them and they thought it was a great idea for uh to help out on this award so they're gonna uh they're gonna donate some um some tire gauges some new joe's racing tire gauges for uh the award and um and also they're gonna uh, give us some swag and stuff for some t-shirts stuff for the season so that's pretty cool to get them on board and uh canna connects coming on also and uh we're gonna gonna uh, give 75 dollars to uh that uh hometown hero hometown driver and they're gonna pair up with us also and um try to get a, a local military uh military hometown hero um you know try to get them out to the track and give them a couple tickets and let them check out some racing and try to have a good day and this is huge, too, because with the rules package expanded, obviously, we didn't race last year, so we didn't get to expand that rules package. But if you're a sharpshooter or if you're a, a four-cylinder at Lake Dowsett Motor Speedway or uh, Sydney is doing their hobby stock class where it's a four-cylinder class, uh, if they want to come and race and they meet the rules, you know, that you might think, hey, I, I can't compete with 
Cody Byrne, Dave Matthews, Jesse DeVoe, Mike Edwards, you know, list goes on and on. Rob Poirier is looking at a couple of races this year. Uh, you might not think, hey, I might not be able to compete with those guys, but they also have that hometown hero award that they can shoot for every race now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's it's just another incentive to get them to come out and check us out and try it out. And uh, they, you know, they might be pleasantly surprised, you know, like, uh, you know, they might be... Um, might not be as be as intimidated maybe uh you know and come out and check it out it's just a pretty cool uh cool award something different for the drivers and and maybe you know they get them out for their local race maybe they come to another track and uh, race with us at another track maybe and check that out and uh you know uh, hopefully to get some more on board now before we get to the schedule i know you've been You've been working the phone all day long ever since we, we <laughs> talked about mid-afternoon, but Giles Auto World is back. Uh, yep. EIT Race Radios is back. Uh, mm -hmm. They are on the contingency awards. We mentioned Joe's and we mentioned uh, Canna Connect, but uh, EIT and, and Giles Auto World are back and they've been with us essentially since day number one. Talk about their involvement and what they're going to do on the contingency side too. Yeah, uh, Wayne Giles um, back on board for the, for the poll award for... Uh, Basically, if you win the pole and um, you want to try to start from the back and come back up through, we're going to give, uh, I think it's, uh, we had it last year, I think it was 25, basically $5 a car, $25 for every car you pass, or five cars you pass, so come back up through and then throw in a little bonus if you end up winning, come back and winning the race, so, so that's pretty cool, so. Giles Pole Challenge be back in. We had a few people take it the last time we had it, and uh, I tried it once there, and it's uh, <laughs> pretty cool to come back up through, you know, and uh, you know help uh, support uh, Wayne and stuff, what he does, and and uh, yeah, EIT is um, they're back with the hard charger, so uh, you know the somebody starts from gain the most positions during the race they don't necessarily have to win but to gain the most positions um, uh, they win hundred dollars for that so uh, we're gonna bump that up a little bit this year we uh, basically had fifty dollars I think last year so we're gonna do a hundred bucks this year and um, yeah that should be uh, pretty cool too and that's that's the great thing because it's kind of spreading around some of the the dough per se with, with some of these drivers and in, in middle of the field and hometown hero and a hard charger and you know might give somebody a little bit of extra money to come from the back of the field so it's always great to hear that before we get to the schedule i want to bring greg mckay in because i'm sure he's chomping at the bit with uh, some people on social media that are chiming in greg how's uh, how's social media doing tonight uh we got a we got a couple questions over here uh let's see we got uh Good question for you, Drew. Brent Patterson wants to know if you've ever rolled your mini stock. Never rolled my mini stock. Nope. <laughs> have you ever rolled? A, have you ever rolled a street car that you're willing to talk about? Nope. Never rolled a car. Thank, uh, not Can we talk to, about 2011 at the Atlantic Championships? Are no. we allowed to do that? That's no, not, that was no. That's nothing to do with rolling a car, there, Tim. Uh, oh, you rolled it at a gear, right? Does that make sense? There, Greg. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Vino wants to know if Drew still looks like a hobo. I think we've confirmed that's a, that's a yeah. 
He's going for the Joe Thornton look, I think. Yeah, yeah, Joe Thornton, or you know, it's um, I think I'm a little more than Tim there, so uh, that was kind of the goal there. Yeah, I, I can't keep up to you, you're no. way ahead of me. No, that's uh, that's that's an old look there. Um, we got some breaking news on the Tim's Corner Facebook here that uh, Jesse LeClaire is going to be running some tour races this year and can't wait. That's pretty big news, I think. That's, 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 awesome. Big guy. that's awesome, that's good to hear. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, let's see. We, Jesse also wants to know how you win the uh, Hometown Hero Award. That was just being the the uh, the highest highest finishing your, local yeah, highest finisher local car. Yeah. So Jesse, if you yeah. win in PEI, you win that award. Two birds stone. Or one. if you finish third and four fourth in PEI and you're the highest finishing local, you know that's. Yeah. Now you got you got to beat that uh, that uh, burn guy when you go over well, there. That's, you know, that's, uh, yeah. That's definitely uh, that's definitely going to be uh, a good uh, rivalry to see uh, see uh, to a race over there. Those guys should be good. Uh, looking really forward to that race. So Has there like, anybody been asking Greg about strut hats yet? Has Colin Brewer made his appearance yet? Nope, nothing there. Just some, oh, okay. uh, some excitement from 660. Uh, Gordy Ryan says hey, and Neil Noose and Ned LeBlanc saying hello from down that way. They're looking good day, forward Ron. to Good to have Gordy tuned in. Uh, one of our, our partners at Maritime Car Wash here on Tim's Corner Motorsports. I want to thank Gordy. And uh, you had the hat on earlier, Greg. We're not going to bring you on camera once again, at least right now. But I want to thank Andrew Lively and, and his uh, partners at Presidential Ventilation and Quickwick for helping us this season on the Tim's Corner Show. But that's enough about me. That's enough about us. Let's bring the schedule up because I know everybody's been watching and waiting for this. Uh, here it is. Uh, it's a busy schedule. And the one thing that I, I do like about this, and you can check out this schedule uh, either later on tonight or early tomorrow. As you can see, I haven't had a whole lot of sleep in the last 24 hours. Uh, but seven racetracks in seven dates, and they're the first seven. How cool is that, Drew? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it worked out pretty good, you know. Um, it's tough doing some juggling around and, uh, and um, honestly, we probably could have had a 15 race schedule if we wanted to. Uh, it's hard to turn down some races and just other places I would like to have gone and stuff. But, uh, you know, 11's, uh, 11's pretty hefty and uh, it's going to be good to spread it around to the different places and be traveling around uh, this summer. I see Robbie is, is tuned in as well. It's, it's not, it's technically spring. We'll get to that comment in a bit, uh, but Oyster Bed Speedway. I know you've been working on this for the last couple of years. How cool is it to head over there? A, not only is it Oyster Bed Speedway, B, it's with the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. So how cool is that? Yeah, that's going to be a yeah big weekend, uh, Canada Day weekend too. So hopefully all the restrictions are off and everybody's safe and have a good uh, good midsummer race there where it's, it's going to be a big race. You know, there's lots of... Uh, Lots of mini stocks over there, and we're we're really pumped about finally getting over there and, and getting on that track. Uh, Big Jace Carpentry and Burn Plumbing uh, sponsoring that race as well. So welcome to them, yeah. brand new partner, not brand new partners to the series because they've been on uh, the LDR cars for the uh, the last couple of years, but brand new partners to the series side of things. Uh, so thank uh, you to them. Uh, yeah, Burn Plumbing's uh, they're sponsoring the race and. Uh, Big Jay's uh, is a presenting sponsor, so they'll uh, 
we got a little something in the works for that. I think we're going to, Big J's wanted to, um, uh, you know, support the local cars and stuff. Uh, so I think we might do um, some more bonuses for some local cars over there as, as a presenting sponsor. Um, I don't really want to. Don't let the cat in the bag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, it's definitely going to be some, some more. As long, uh, addition to the hometown hero, there's going to be some more bonus sponsors for that, and that's we're trying to trying to do a little more of that this year, getting uh, presenting sponsors to come on board with a little extra cash to go right back into the local guys or or you know bump up the first bit. So, so it's going to be a big big race. Uh, season opener sponsored by Brent Enterprises as well. We should mention Glenn and Brenda Knott, and and we mentioned their involvement with Canna Connect in the the uh, hometown hero award uh, looking at the schedule, uh, the end of the season pubs drive through bottle exchanges back. That was a, that was a late call today. Uh, yeah, I want to welcome yeah. back Bob, uh, Bob Calhoun and pubs drive through bottle exchange for two races on speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's big. So not only do you come up for one and that's been the, the Maritime League of Legends tour is in the same boat too. They are going twice this year on speed weekend. And that was the, the big, I guess discussion, and I'm sure it was with your teams too, and you can kind of elaborate on it, that you go up for one race and you're either going to stay up overnight at Speedway 660 on Saturday night, uh, or you're going to travel all the way back to wherever your hometown is. You're going to burn Sunday either way, or you're going to be sleeping half the day, or you're going to be traveling or whatever else. You may as well stay up for an early race. So hats off to, to not only... Uh, you guys, but Brent Roy and, and the, the Roy family for uh, allowing not only you guys, but also the League of Legends Tour to, to stay for, for one more race. And then Riverside at the end of the season. Everybody loves Riverside. Rob Poirier was talking about it here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about Lake Dowsett Motor Speedway on August 8th. Uh, as, as a driver, put your driver hat on instead of putting on your, your series official hat. What are you most excited about this year? Um... Definitely PEI for sure. Yeah, getting over there and, uh, you know, getting some more guys from over there to come over and join us at some other tracks and stuff. And uh, definitely uh, AMP, the road race at the end of the year in Atlantic Motorsport Park. A lot of drivers and and, and, uh, we're really excited, really excited to go back or go there for the first time, you know, on the road course and, uh, not going to be a points thing this year, but um, if it works out good and uh, they invite us back next year, we'd like to put that into the mix for the points. So that would be, uh, you know, make it a little more challenging for the drivers. But uh, those are the real ones excited. I'm excited for. I'm excited to go everywhere. Is really, really, you know, really thank all the tracks for supporting us and. Uh, you know, Brent at 660 supported us right from the beginning. And, um, uh, you know, because originally go that back there three, three times this year, you know, to open it up there with, uh, with, um, Glenn coming on board to help sponsor that one. And, uh, and, and then pubs jumping on for both races at um, speed weekend. That's, that's huge too. So I want to thank him for that. And, it's it's really good to get you know their support and uh, and uh, we like going back up there. There's lots of you know there's lots of uh, plus this year with the different cars you know letting the different cars in with us too. Um, 
the domestics come in if they when they meet the rules and um, we're looking forward to that too because you know there's some close races between those two type of cars up there once you put them on race rooms and and you know even the rules a little bit uh, you know there's going to be some really good racing this year I, I think I'm really looking forward to that you know mixing it up uh, you know with the cars yeah, especially at 660 when you get guys like BJ Gillespie and Matt Martin yeah. and Max Uli and 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 list goes on and on of those drivers. Brody Levesque, if he still has his race car to, to really go head to head, it's going to be a great season. And it all starts on Saturday, May 29th uh, with the Brent Enterprises season opener. Uh, we'll have all the all the schedule information and what have you on the website either late tonight or early tomorrow. So you'll have an opportunity to take a look at it there and uh, take a deeper look at what's going on this season. But I'm going to hand it back over to Greg because I'm sure social media might be a little bit of a blaze. Every time we, we release something, it seems like there's there's at least a couple of comments over there. Greg, what are you seeing? Uh, I mean, we're, we're blowing up over here. It's, a, it's out of control. Um, <laughs> Travis Keefe, uh, I don't mean, I don't know if anybody really wants him to race on the tour because that, that car is a, is a lightning bolt. And I think is, if you yeah. put him on the high banks of Riverside, look out, people. Uh, Travis is looking forward to doing some races and wants to thank Drew for getting the tour going. Um, oh, Steve McDougall's you. big thumbs up for AMP. I feel like there's some excitement there. Yep. Um, Jordan Vino has chimed in and says, if you find him a mini stock car for AMP, hopefully this time it won't look like stuffing a strawberry into a peapod. Yeah, I think we'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, Jordan's been saying that he wants to, wants to get in a car for AMP. So. Well, I mean, Jordan, I know you're listening. Um, Fords are allowed on the mini stock tour now. So if you were to squeeze yourself into a you know, a, a focus or, or a pull out yeah. the, pull out the probe from back in the junkyard somewhere. I think you could have yourself a time. Yeah. And he's running pro stock this year too. So he's running pro stock. He's running sports. We may as well throw a mini stock in there. Why not? Right. <laughs> really go back to the roots. Absolutely. I want to ask you about AMP because I know that's the buzz it's on there for two dates. Now we, we don't have the, the release on the website yet, but from what we, we talked about earlier, September 18th is going to be the, the practice and the qualifying day per se. And then the 19th is going to be your race day. So uh, for those that are thinking, Hey, I can hop in on the 19th. You really have to be there for both days, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to exactly what you said there. We're going to have practice and, and uh, qualifying heats on Saturday and, and uh, you know, I hope you camp overnight there and they have no problem with us. Everybody camping there. So hopefully get everybody camp out and have a good time and then race uh, race on Sunday. It's going to be some practice Sunday morning, I think. And then, and then uh, the feature uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday afternoon. And I think Mark Williams can attest to it because I think he was the only one, or at least right now, that has a mini stock that raced there when AMP had the Maritime League of Legends store. You don't want to go in there cold turkey, especially going down the back straight away into 10. Uh, no. it's, it's, one, it's one of those corners that'll make a man out of you. Uh, you, you want to be there on, on uh, Saturday to practice or any opportunity that you do have uh, to get out there and practice. So uh, go out there and do that. want to say hello to Tony Garvin. I see he's, he's watching on the Tim's corner feed. So uh, if you're, you're with us, we're live and interactive. Got a couple more minutes here with the iron man, Drew McEachern, drop us a comment, a question. Uh, and we'll get it on the air with, with Greg Denver. You've been quiet over there. You, you've, you've seen a lot of these uh, mini stock races. You've seen some tour races. You got anything for the iron man besides the, the, the beard compliment. Cause I know it's coming. <laughs> 
Well, first of all, I just want to make a comment about like the diversity that you guys put together with your schedule is incredible. I believe like you guys hit more tracks than any other touring series. And that's really great to see. And you take a mini stock class, which is at most tracks, one of the entry level divisions to elevate it to this level is really phenomenal. So hats off to everyone uh, with the East coast mini stock tour for what you guys have done. And there's a lot of exciting races out on the schedule. Like you mentioned, Tim, there's a bunch of uh, undercards for pro stock races and the double header speed weekend. But Drew, I want to ask you, you've run pretty well all of these tracks already, maybe except for PEI and uh, whatnot. But uh, what do you find the most challenging track on the tour? The most challenging track? Uh, I would, man, I would have to say Lake, Lake Dowsett for sure. It's got to be up there for sure. Um, Riverside is is challenging. I mean, it's it's intimidating at first, but I think it's gets pretty comfortable once you get there. Sydney's Sydney's not an easy track to get around fast, you know. And I think we talked about this before. Some guys that race at, at Scotia seem to get around there a little more because Scotia is another hard track to get around. But uh, I'm kind of biased because I've raced at Scotia for a lot of years. So I mean. Uh, Lake Dowsett's definitely up there because uh, it's it's definitely a rush. <laughs> yeah. And with those hometown drivers that are coming up too, obviously when we go to Lake Dowsett, Steve McPhee and JJ and, and Shea are going to be the drivers. I, I don't want to say to beat because we've got some good regular drivers that are going to give up a, a challenge for them. You mentioned Sydney, guys like Josh Rosicki, Cody Quinn, Josh Fanak. Uh, they're going to be good when we go up there. Daryl Hume, our, our reigning rookie of the year, uh, coming back this year as well. Uh, but the one question that I, I think we, we've got all the schedule stuff out of the way. We've got all the uh, contingency awards. There's more to come. There's a two months before the season. One question, who beats Dave Matthews this year? Does Dave go back to back? We haven't had a two-time champion. Uh, is there anybody that can beat Dave Matthews? Yeah. Well, there's, there, there's quite a few guys get that could beat Dave. Um, they just got to put in the dedication that Dave does, you know, um, and there's a lot of those guys too, you know, Cody Byrne for sure, you know, and uh, Jesse's, Jesse's strong. And, you know, I'm not ruling out any of these, any rookies that are maybe coming and joining us too, once they, once they come out and, and uh, check it out. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's a good, you know, half dozen guys that can definitely do it. Um, Dave's tough though. He's he can he can get around. He can uh, you know he and without without blocking or without you know being too blatant about it, it's hard to get by Dave. You know, it's, he's like he's thinking one one move before you are right. So he's good like that, and that's what takes to win championship is consistency. And the one, the one race that he's missing, and we, we see it kind of in the backdrop here on our screen, is Riverside. He's always said he wanted to win at Riverside. He hasn't kind of got that yet. That's on the bucket list. Now that Oyster Bed is on the schedule, that's going to sure be on the bucket list. Uh, AMP, he hasn't won at. You know, there, there's uh, Miramichi, he hasn't won at either. But I, I know he's kind of been scratching away at that the last couple of seasons. Uh, I, I want to go back, and I kind of want to bring this full circle and something that Denver mentioned. Once you guys hit PEI, once you guys hit the uh, Oysterbed Speedway race, your race series 
is going to be the only one in Atlantic Canada or in the Maritimes, I should say, because we haven't gone to Newfoundland yet. I wouldn't put a past you to, to, to put one in Newfoundland here uh, before <laughs> long because they've got a great division over there. But uh, the only one in the Maritimes that has been to every single organized racetrack, including Valley Raceway, including Speedway Miramichi, uh, you're going to go to the road course. Uh, how big of a feather in the cap is that for you guys? It's... Uh... It's definitely a feather in the cap for sure. And definitely something I, after a while, kind of, kind of tried to move towards, try to get that, you know, put that feather in our cap. Right. So, um, it's, uh, it's definitely cool. Um, definitely like to try PEI myself as the driver and, and AMP for sure. See if that happens this year. See well, you can't, upset, hopefully, but. You can't borrow a race car from Greg McKay because he doesn't have one anymore because you've done that on one occasion already. Uh, yeah, I still got a couple race cars, so. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's never. I might be looking for a driver for one, you know, for a while, so, so uh, yeah. It's like we told Sean Turple, there's no such word as retirement when it comes to race car drivers, right? No, no, it's, there's always something, something there with the, some carrot dangling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Greg, Greg McKay. Greg, Greg McKay, final, final call on social. Greg, what do you got? Well, first Greg of all, Greg was me that car that time. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I think uh, after that, mean I think if the, he hadn't done that, uh, it would have ruined my street driving uh, tour races. So uh, my car blew up, but uh, we ended up getting that in in the top three that day. So that was pretty awesome. All right, I, I broke Mark's that same day, so it's perfectly okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That um, didn't work so good. No, no, we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, so my arm's up as high as it can get because you said you're something you're looking for a driver. I'm just, you know, just planted that seed. Um, <laughs> I did see you on screen. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. It's 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 up there. We we can picture it, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, got a couple of questions here. Uh, Brent Patterson wants to know how your cars are doing. So you say you got a couple on the go. Are they race ready? Uh, once, once pretty much race ready from, you know, last year, I guess, you know, a little bit of going over, but. You still need me to come down and take the antifreeze out of the other one? <laughs> There's another one that's not so race ready, but it probably wouldn't take long if, if it had to be. And I, uh, a question from Kenny Hopper wants to know about racing Mazdas with you. I believe Mazda is, is on the, on the list of cars that are approved. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I think there is a couple Mazdas racing around, so, you know. Um, I think you'll see a few well, more this year. As long as they check out the rules and see if everything works out. And, uh, yeah, we're expecting a different, uh, couple different cars. We're hoping, you know, um, Ryan McKnight comes out there with his Toyota and, uh, and uh, a couple other guys. And, Definitely going to be interesting to watch for sure. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, if you didn't take the opportunity to go back and take a look at the meeting that we had back in January, I think that was informative for those those technical questions. Uh, obviously, check out the website, eastcoastministocktour.com for the rules. But uh, if you're you're looking for a podcast, you know, kick back and listen to sort of session, that's uh, probably the great one. You can find that on the East Coast Mini Stock Tour page as well as uh, Tim's Corner Motorsports. Greg, what else do we have here? We're we're, yeah, we're running got, low. I see Riley's in the wings. Yeah, I got two last ones here. One, uh, Sean Pierce wants to know if, if Drew's actually going to race this summer or if he's going to be El Presidente. 
Uh, mostly El Presidente. <laughs> That's what it's looking like right now. And like I say, hopefully maybe on later in the season. Maybe. And we got a uh, Glenn Knott is on here saying that Brenda and him are happy to help out with the East Coast Mini Stock Tour. And I would like to thank them probably just as much as you would because that is a sponsors are hard to find these days and uh, especially dedicated yeah. ones. Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, we're definitely excited about getting them on board with us this year and, and supporting each other. And, um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely bumps up, a you know, um, support for the drivers and stuff. That's, you know, that's the main thing what we're going after, make it a little bit, a little bit more enticing for the drivers to come out and, uh, and support what we're doing and we mentioned all we mentioned all the sponsors that are there Uh, is there anybody that we might have missed or is there any anything that we might have missed from tonight that uh fans can look forward to when we we hit the racetrack on may 29th at 660 um yeah just uh no more sponsors really we're still working on quite a few and uh you know, we're always interested in if anybody's, you know, uh, we're always interested in listening. Anybody has any ideas about sponsorship, we're, we're pretty much open to, you know, to uh, to their ideas. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to the opening opening race at 660. Um, that should be our, you know, that'll be our first, hopefully, mixed field. Get a few cars definitely coming out and checking that out with us there. And and looking forward to the bubble opening and uh, getting to see all you guys. Fingers, fingers crossed, knock on wood, what, whatever you need to do to, to get it to work. Hopefully April 19th is the date and we can, uh, we can get working back and forth and, and save us from what would probably be a, a three track schedule down here, at least in Nova Scotia. Uh, Drew, this has been fun. Uh, thank you for, for being a part of this and we'll, uh, uh, the schedule will be on the website tomorrow in full. So if you want to take a look at it there, you can, as well as Tim's corner.ca. This has been fun. Uh, thanks for being a part of this, Drew. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Check thanks, out East Coast Ministock tour.com for all the, uh, the information that uh, is, is there and we'll get ready to roll our next guest onto the show. And it is the driver of the number 77 car from Speedway 660. It is not, uh, Randy Miller. Uh, Randy has a couple of, of years on this guy that we have on the show, uh, but he's won a couple of races in the last season. Petty International Raceway, Speedway 660 on Speed Weekend. Uh, what else have I missed in 2020, Riley, that, that you went to Victory Lane? And is there anything else that's there? Uh, not really, Jim. Uh, we, had, we had a good season. Uh, ran top five for the most part. Had a couple of bad finishes with not finishing and stuff, but uh, it was definitely by far one of our best street stock seasons since we started racing with for as far as wins wise. And for those that don't know that we're still watching the B-roll, Riley Goodwin is with us, driver of the number 77. Uh, welcome in and thank you for pinch hitting for Randy Miller. I'm sure he appreciates it too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you, when you had mess fans, I like, yeah, sure. Why not? But at least we're both number 77. So we're close enough. I didn't have to change the number. That, that's <laughs> no, the right that's thing right. about it. Yeah. Uh, let's let's look uh look let's look back for those that don't know who riley goodwin is where did you get your start in racing uh well my great-grandfather he uh started racing miramichi uh fully goodwin was his name and then marshall my grandfather he started racing over miramichi my whole family's from miramichi he got dad into it and then dad had quit racing back when he had my sister 
and then I was 10 when uh, dad got me into racing go-karts and this would be my 10th season of racing. And the rest is history. Race Bandolero for a little while too. You were kind of in the, the middle to the late portion of that, that bloom of Bandoleros at 660, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we raced go-karts for two years, uh, down in, uh, Gerald Casey's track on East coast karting down there and, uh, in the Speedway 660. Uh, and then we moved up to the Bandoleros and raced 660 for uh, full-time two years. And then they were kind of, we were having low car counts. So we kind of, me and dad thought about it and, uh, Justin Cole had offered us, he moved up the sportsman and he, uh, actually gave me a car to run, uh, for the, my first year of street stock that I'd run one rookie of the year with. So, and then like you said, it was all history from there. We went and bought one and here we are. We are live and interactive here tonight. If you have a question or a comment for Riley Goodwin, be sure to drop it in the comments, whether you're watching on TCM, Speedway 660, East Coast Mini Stock Tour, or we still have some, some fans watching on Scotia Speed World as well. And uh, let's talk about the Bandolero days before we get into the street stock, because you've had a ton of success in the street stock, but you also had some success in the Bandolero. What do you remember most about those days? A lot of working on broken up race cars because I couldn't drive worth a freaking, I don't know what, back in them days. I remember every weekend me and dad were coming home putting front clips on the doors and fiberglass and fenders. But other than that, I, I had a ball. I mean, that's where you see a lot of people my age coming up through racing. They all started in the Mandaleros and they're great learning. I mean, they're fast. They're, they were a ball. I mean, they were expensive, but uh, what part of racing isn't really, uh, but as far as bandoleros, I remember he racing some against like, I remember I used to race against Corey Hall all the time and now look where he's at. So, uh, it's, it was fun. That's definitely where, like, if I wouldn't race bandoleros, I wouldn't probably be where I am today. How big of a stepping stone is it? You mentioned they're fast. They're, they're a lightweight race car. How much of a stepping stone can it be to, to the upper echelons? You're in a street stock now. How much of a, a transition did it make it easy from going to a bandolero to a street stock? Really, there wasn't, I don't find they're, they're two totally different things. Obviously, one's way smaller, but as far as, Dad didn't want to go to four-cylinder because just the fact that you were, I was already in a rear-wheel drive from go-karts, bandoleros, the front-wheel drive, you go to front-wheel, or four-cylinder, you go to front-wheel drive, and then back to rear-wheel drive. So we, that's the only reason we skipped the four-wheel, or the four-cylinders and went right to uh, street stock. But as far as, like, driving techniques, I feel like it helped me a lot. That's where I learned everything. But, like, as far as, motor wise and having power and stuff like that like big ball game difference but as to learn how to drive that was definitely helped me out greg mckay i'll bring you in early here because i know social media i'm sure is ablaze i know buddy mun is watching want to say hello to buddy who else is uh, on there greg who are you seeing i mean i have a question what the uh, kyle Noor mentioned something about the shirtless wonder and i've heard this <laughs> stigma before but i've never i've never heard a story i don't know if it's appropriate for this particular time but uh kyle wants to say hi uncle rye um and that's a buddy. I was going to say, buddy, buddy Munn chimed in. That's, that's what we got right now. Okay, Riley, I, I guess we can tell the story of the nickname. <laughs> oh, it all started back in the Bandolero days, I guess. Uh, ever 90% of people walk around with shirts on under the race suit. And I'm, when I was a kid, I was like, Dad, like, I'm sweating. I don't have these people wearing shirts. So, anyways, ever since I was probably 12 years old, I just don't wear a shirt on the race suit. And I'm walking around the pits with my suit tied around my waist with no shirt on. And, anyways, if, Anytime I finish on the podium uh, and do an interview with our local uh, announcer, Wade, he, uh, he came up with a name. I, I get out of my race car and bring my suit down because I'd be sweating. And he just started calling me one day and then it stuck. Now you see everyone calling me that. So, I mean, it's, it's better. It's, I've been called a lot worse, so I'll take it. <laughs> it's on the helmet. It's on the suit. It, it's stuck, right? 
Yeah, it's it's stuck. It's on everything I got now. It's even on the roof now. So that's my nickname, and I'll stick with it. I think the only other one that that comes to mind when when you talk about that, uh, you, you know, no, nothing under the the driving suit is Martin Landry, and he's coming back this year to street stock. Uh, bought Roger Slocum's car. Uh, I'll kind of transition into there because. You've got your Roger Slocums, your Rick Cashels, your uh, some of the drivers that are a little uh, older or contemporary, as Wade Wilson would say. Uh, how is it to race with those guys and also have the the youngsters like your Michael Cormier's and yourself kind of mixing it up in, in the middle? How cool is it to have the I don't want to say age gap, but but the the differentiation between age? Oh, it's great. I mean, you know, go like. You know, when you're racing against Michael, you know how to race Michael or like someone our age, like you, you just obviously race respect with everyone. But as far as like when you're going run up Ricky, beside Ricky Castle, you know, you're not going to spin him because he's been there a lot longer than we have. And he knows how to get us back 10 times worse. So, but no, it's fun. Like you come, you get to race with people your age and you get to go over and talk to people a lot older than you. But all in all, it's, it's good racing for, for the class we got. And it's fun racing against the older guys and the same age. We, we touched on it with Drew McEachern about the, the COVID and, and bubbles and travel restrictions. Uh, one of the, I guess, I don't want to say lost races was last year at Petty. It was a big race because it was your first win at Petty International Raceway and you had to earn that thing. I'm going to see some highlights here in a moment. Uh, how big was that win at Petty International Raceway to kind of get that monkey off your back? Oh, that was, it was awesome. I mean, coming out of the, coming right out of the shop, I mean, we thought we'd have a good piece, but uh it was it was all trying air uh we're we race at 660 local all the time so going to petty is like a three time a summer thing like every now and again when we have a weekend off down at 660 but uh yeah we went out and uh we got the win i mean we uh it was it was awesome it's a, we got a last winter we went to uh lonnie and uh lonnie summer racing and he helped us out big time if if it wasn't for lonnie i wouldn't have been anywhere as close to being that front runner this year because the amount of knowledge that man knows is un- incredible. It's awesome. And, and battled on that restart with Michael Cormier with about 12 laps to go. We're, we're kind of watching it back now in order to win at Petty Raceway, you have to beat Michael Cormier. So how cool was that with the feather in the cap there? Oh, that was awesome. I, we were coming. I, I knew I was on the outside. I was like, there's no way I'm going like, to, he's, he, he was faster than me. He always has been at Petty. And uh, I was, we came to, we were coming to turn four and, I, I floored it up the first line and all of a sudden I heard his car start spitting and sputtering. He had a carburetor issue or transmit something. I don't know. He had some kind of issue. And when I, I come down by the strike, like the strike finish line. And when I looked over in my mirror, he wasn't there. So I dived down and I said, there's no, no way this just happened. And, uh, I just, every lap I kept looking at my mirror and I was, it was slowing me down. I was like, no, I just mirror driving. I was like, I gotta keep going. I just never looked back. And, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely cool. Cause I mean, not a lot of people have beat Mike at Petty in the last two or three years. We are live and interactive with Riley Goodwin. Be sure to drop us a comment or a question and uh, we'll get the, the rookie Greg McKay on the show to, to take a, uh, take a look at it. Denver, you've watched Riley Goodwin coming up from Bandoleros up to, to street stocks and, uh, that Miramichi connection with the very best fall shootout as well. Uh, what do you have to, to throw at Riley here tonight? Tim, I have a lot. Um, sorry, Riley, in I'll, advance. I'll, so. I'll sit back. You, you can take care of this. <laughs> I'm going to start, Riley. So you, you had a great season, obviously. Um, but I was speaking to your father. And, uh, you know, 
the last race in Miramichi didn't quite go according to plan. And anyone that was there saw that. Um, but from my understanding, what I was told is that car shouldn't have even been able to drive. And you only went down about one lap. Uh, what exactly happened that day? Uh, we started out, the car was decent. I mean, I feel like we had a, I wouldn't say top, like a winning car by no means, but I feel like we had, we would have had a chance to, to be up there for sure. But um, it worked all right in the heat. We were having a good day and all. And uh, Come feature time, it was, it was decent. And then all of a sudden it just went garbage. Just all of a sudden I was like, what the hell just happened? So anyways, I, I, re, I think I went in once or twice on a caution. I got them to just stagger, do this, put more sway bar in it or something. And it didn't change a thing. So anyways, long story short, yeah, it was, the car was garbage all race. And uh, we ended up going down a lot. Didn't do too good. But when he came in, uh, loaded it, and uh, we unloaded the, the next day at the house. And we had realized the right right side uh, upper control arm, all the, the bolts came loose. And all of our shims to set our caster and camber uh, fell out. So every time I came in the corner, that tire was just going, it, the toe was coming in or it was going in or out. Like, it, it, it was horrible. That car shouldn't have been on the track, really, but you <laughs> yeah, wheeled no, it. You it, wheeled, wasn't, I, it wasn't easy to drive. It felt like a bag of garbage, but we made it, I guess. You look back at this season, and one of your wins, Tim alluded to, Speed Weekend. That's always a win that street stock drivers, you know, it's on their bucket list. To get that Speed Weekend win, what did that mean this year? Oh, that was great. Uh, I mean, coming from – I've never even podiumed on Speed Weekend. I've either gotten a wreck or technical issues or, like, everything. Just always been bad luck on Speed Weekend, but uh, – to get that, like, and if I, I think if there was about five more laps, I don't know if I would have got it because Justin was right there, but uh, I'm glad there wasn't. But um, no, that was incredible. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have been more happy to win on speed weekend. Like that's the Daytona 500 for us street stock drivers at Speedway 660. Uh, it's the biggest weekend there is, the most fans. Um, yeah, that was great. Speaking of your battles with Justin, there's one that comes to my mind, and I'm sure any fans that were at this race will remember. So you haven't raced for points in a couple of years. Uh, the last time you were racing for points, I think it was 2018, and it was a tight battle between you, Justin, Sean, and Roger. Uh, from what I remember that day, you started uh, dead last in the feature because you won the week before. Yeah. You drove through the field, and then on the last lap, uh, what happened? <laughs> well, I can't even remember quite back that far, honestly. I remember the three of us were, or the four of us were battling for a championship hard. And, uh, well, I, did, I didn't do too uh, crap hot at the end of the race, I'll put it that way. I didn't get to finish where I wanted to. I remember you were going for the lead on the inside, and the next thing you know, uh, you're on top of Justin's car, and Sean's coming up the outside trying to pass both of you. And I think somewhere the caution came out, and, froze the race but that was certainly a wild moment yeah for sure i mean going from like that's all all three of us all season we were like well i just need to finish two spots ahead of sean or justin to get them four points on him or and all it was stressful but don't get me wrong it was a, it was an awesome time and uh for like for us to be that close going into our night of champions was it was wicked it was stressful but uh made it way more fun but yeah so I have one more thing. Well, I have a couple things, but we'll start with this one. Um, recent announcement, there is a five-race street stock series, a 100-lap race at uh, Speedway Miramichi, Speedway 660, Petty International Raceway, the Center for Speed, and Oyster Bed Speedway. Your thoughts on this five-race series? 
I think it's a great idea, honestly. As long as the COVID can screw off and we can keep our land bubble, I think it. I think it's awesome. It's good for the street stock division. Uh, it's growing definitely. Like with everywhere you go, there's 15 to 20 cars. But uh, yeah, it's a great idea. I'm glad the tracks did something like that and did something for our class. And uh, I I don't know. We'll see. Like if how money goes in time. Uh, if we can if we can do the five race deal. Uh, I'm not really sure 100 whether we're gonna run 660 or. Uh, but I, I will be running at least three of them. The one at Miramichi, like guaranteed the one at Miramichi, uh, the five, the stuff your storage one at Petty and uh, the one at 660. But if, like I said, if we can afford to and we got the time, I, I, I'd like to race all five. That's awesome. And how about that Petty race? $5,000 to win. That's just first block prize on top of lap money. I, I think if you do the math right now, they're at like a potential for over six, seven grand. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure lots of drivers are going to have that race circle, but how cool is it to see, you know, big money races? We've seen it with the Ricky Bobby. We've seen it with, uh, you know, Miramichi, some of the Atlantic championship races, and now Petty uh, just raising the bar with this big race. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I mean, uh, it just goes to show like people want, like they, they want to support our street stock class. And it's, it's great because you get people helping out and it makes for better racing because in better car counts, like $5,000, you're going to have, I, I bet there'll be 25 to 30 cars there because everyone's going to want that $5,000. But I know if I, if I get that $5,000, there won't be a tire left on my car because I'll have four brand new ones after <laughs> the blow off. The celebration is going to be epic, right? That's right. <laughs> there, there's a campground there. There's a campground up the road at 660. I'm sure there, there's going to be a celebration at some point. Greg, you've been quiet. I know social media. There's a couple of questions on there. I see Richard Atkinson is on there tonight, which is great. We love Richard and love Heather. Uh, what are you seeing on social? Rich, Richard is asking the question that I think a lot of people are, are asking, and Buddy Munn's got a similar similar comment. They want to know when and if you plan to move up to a sportsman car or higher. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm super content in the street stock. I like going out, trading paint, and uh, tires marks up the side i don't i don't I, I don't think i have any interest in moving to a sportsman if i ever could afford to move up i probably would be right to a pro stock but uh like i said i'm i'm perfectly content where i am now i i love the street stock racing and it's affordable and uh i uh, yeah I, i'm staying right where i'm at as far as my future sees i mean pro stocks you can put pretty big donuts on the door too if that's all you're looking for some paint <laughs> transfer. I, mean, yeah. I know some guys yeah uh, I think you answered this already, but Taylor Albert's looking to know if you're coming to, if you're going to go to Oyster Bed this year. I'd love to. Uh, like I said, it, I got to make my, I got to hurry up, make my mind up. I want to race 660 or this five race deal just because uh, actually, no, I, with a change of schedule, there's no, con, there's no com, conflicts now. But uh, if, if the, like if getting enough sponsors and stuff like that around gathered up, uh, for sure. Like I, I'd love to go over, but. Um, just depending on that is whether I'll go or not. Cause I've never, I've never raced at Oyster Bed and, uh, I'd love to, but, uh, we'll see when the time comes, I guess. We, we probably should have started with this, but, uh, mom's watching. So, you know, you <laughs> yeah, mind your P's and Q's there, buddy. <laughs> she set you up with Zoom tonight, by the way, too, right? Cause I know that was a last minute thing, right? Yeah. I don't know how to run this stuff. I just <laughs> wrenches for a living, man. I don't know how to <laughs> run computers and stuff like that. They had to set me up with this. So thank you, mom, mom, for that. That's right. Uh, you mentioned the, the 2021 season and what, what happens. Where do you see yourself in five years? You kind of answered the question already, but uh, where do you see yourself and where do you see the sport in five years mo moving forward? Because with COVID, it's changed everything. What, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I I could see myself in maybe in five years going to a pro stock. Like I said, I'll be a little bit more grown up by then and have a little bit more money. But uh, as far as like right now, I I, I love I just love street star racing. I don't have any desire to move up. I love what I do now. But uh, I, I I've never even tried a pro stock out. I'd love to go out and try one and maybe race one someday. But the COVID definitely. I think last summer was actually. I think it helped our sport. If anything, like everywhere you went, like there was no points championships at any track. So you had cars traveling everywhere. Like we had cars from Oyster Bed at Petty 660 and cars from each track going everywhere. Like there's 20 cars everywhere you went. So I, and that's just speaking from the street stock vision. I'm not sure how, like I, I bet the, I bet the tour and stuff probably was good too, but uh, as, as long as we can keep the Atlantic bubble open and keep EEI and Newfoundland open, uh, we should be able to, keep our keep our racing over here in the maritimes going pretty good miramichi the, the 100 lapper has to be near the top of the list but is there anything else you want to check off you checked off petty you checked off speed weekend which was a, a big one on the list i'm sure is there anything that you want to do in your street stock career before you either move up or, or move on from from the division i i tell dad this all the time he he he, he, he hates points racing because it's too stressful for him but i tell him all the time I, i'm not moving on a street stock until i win one championship or Either that or win the Ricky Bobby. That's one of the two. I I would love to win Mary Machine, but just that hundred that Ricky Bobby one fifty. But my main one would be winning a championship. I I'd, I'd want to win a championship street dog before I ever go anywhere. You you mentioned your father. I don't think I've ever seen him stressed at the racetrack. He's got a smile on his face. He's happy. Uh, how is it to have him around the race car? Because I know in Victory Lane, he's the first one to your race car and he's always happy to be there. But how is it with him in the pits? Well, it depends what kind of mood you catch him on. I mean, if the, if I if I'm grumpy, he's grumpy. If I'm happy, he's happy. So it's uh, but if I'm grumpy, I would just probably keep walking by him and not want to say anything because you know the swearing's gonna become out of him. And <laughs> wrenches. He even went by. He put a sign that he put in the trailer that says "caution." There may there may be tools flying in this area. So as far as but he's a ball to have down around the pits. I mean, I can't thank for all he's done. If, I, he's what got me into racing and stuff like that. But uh, if you ever want to see him not with a smile on his face, all you got to do is come to Donnie's Dungeon then at 660 and close it when the doors are closed. And you'll see you'll see the other side of Bob's good one. Donnie like won't the- let me have a camera in there. So I think I'm going <laughs> to have to talk to Donnie Greer. Yeah. Oh, Denver, what do you got? Yeah, uh, we like to poke fun. Uh, I love Bob. He is hilarious. Uh, but I think, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong on this, I think he uh, owes some people some gas after the halfway break at the Ricky Bobby race. Yeah, we uh, we went out, and I don't know if we underestimated. I would, I would, I won't say it's his fault. I'll say it's our fault. And uh, yeah, we had to go borrow some of James Matchett because we didn't even have enough to go the rest of the one fifty. And then you can just picture him out there cursing swearing because we had to bum gas off someone else and not have enough for ourselves. But yeah, that's just the way he is. So I'm sure James had enough though. Oh, he had all kinds. He had enough for me and him. <laughs> he, I think he, he probably... went to more than just James, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he asked a couple people, and uh, I think James was just like, "Well, hope you do, or else we're we're not going to be able to finish." <laughs> We get a couple of more moments with Riley Goodwin. Drop us a comment, a, a question. Let us know where you're tuned in from. Hit that share button. Let you let your friends know you're watching some uh, bench racing here on a Monday night. And uh, give the rookie something to go after here on social media. Because I, I know Greg's earning his, his rookie stripe today. What what else are you seeing on there? Any, anything popping up? I saw something interesting. It doesn't really pertain to, to Riley. But Robin McLean says he's got nothing to do for that PEI uh, mini stock race. Maybe 
he doesn't have anything to do for the street stock race over there. It'd be a good, good, uh, good place for a car to be. There you go. Uh, I, I mean, Riley, you'd be wanting to drive your race car um, over there, but I'm sure there's, if there's somebody over there with a street stock that uh, wants to put Robbie in it, I did see the comment about the beard and Tammy said it was spring and I wondered if I was going to shave. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for you to take that one. I wasn't yeah, going to touch that. Yeah. You, you can, you can touch it all you want. I, I, we, we thank Robbie and, and Tammy for uh, helping us out here on Tim's corner motorsports. We, we, we kid because we care. We have a lot of fun with uh, our time over on the Island. Looking forward to getting over there a couple of times this season, but uh, yeah, that's uh, Robbie. Robbie needs to be in a race car. I know he's got a pro stock ride. There you go. So maybe if you trade, oh, wait, dude, is going. yeah, you know where this is going, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. It, you, you would trade your street stock for, for a pro stock ride for a night, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Robbie, I'll do that. It's Greg Proud's old race car. So we know it's good. Oh yeah. Done deal. <laughs> There you go. So we're, we're already making, making rides here. I think we did that with Richard Atkinson a couple of weeks ago too. So uh, I got another one for you, Tim. This, this is going to, this is a serious question though. Okay. Can we put Bob in the car for the mechanics race in the she up in Miramichi? Holy. <laughs> Number one, I don't know. If, I don't know if poor Bob will fit in my seat, but he's more than welcome to go buy a seat if he wants to go in it. But I can tell you one thing. He's always told me he'd never race against me because I wouldn't even have a car to drive because I'd be in the wall every time he raced against me. So I don't really know if I want to trust him with my street stock or not because I don't know if I'd even have a car to drive next weekend. But I, if he paid for it, sure. Hold on, I got an idea. So they had a staff race up there last year and they put the, the staff in demo cars. Could we do a, a Bob and O'Reilly race up there at, at one point? And oh, have that'd be fun. And yes. that, yeah, can we do that, yes. Denver? I, I know you have control of that. I'm sure Barry's watching. Barry is, Barry, yeah. is Barry's comment actually. To oh, get him it was, it was race, so, yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. I do that because then, then I, I ain't scared to wreck. I wouldn't be scared to wreck a demo car. I'm just too scared to wreck my car. I'd shove him right in the wall then. <laughs> so I guess I know what we're doing during the fall shootout then. That's right. <laughs> Bob and Riley in the demo race after. <laughs> well, Ashton Tucker's driven in the, in the, in the demo before. So, I mean. Dylan Landel's done it. Dylan, have, Dylan because, didn't if drive. You wanna, if you want to call it that, he's done it before. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we always have some fun at Miramichi. So uh, maybe, maybe that's the next thing we need to see. Yeah, I, me too. I think it'd be a blast. Uh, me and the old man battling her out out there. That'd be fun or no. Barry's on board, just saying. Well, I'm <laughs> sure he is. But by the way, perfect time to promote this. This is not our first live show of the week. Well, it is our first live show of the week. It's not our last live show of the week. We're going to be previewing on Thursday the Easter Bunny bash winter demo is that is that right denver is that's that, correct. Is that the name you, you guys come up with like long names so yes. uh, we have to kind of like shorten them up or, or whatever but uh we haven't got a guest list yet i know between i talked to barry on the weekend i talked to you on the weekend we've got a list of about 15 we got to narrow down to like three or four to ask uh so that's going to be fun uh it's demo only preview uh you can see it up there on the screen momentarily but it's uh speedway miramichi only show per se uh, you don't know demo, you're a stock car guy and you might think, Hey, I, I, I might not be interested in this. If you never saw our live shows last year at the racetrack, you're going to want to watch this one. Uh, demo Dylan is going to be back. So the, the master of demolition is going to be here to talk about it with, uh, with Denver. And, uh, I'm going to be in the, the Greg chair. So we, we talk about Greg having, you know, a rookie status tonight. That's, that's going to be me on, uh, on Thursday night, but Thursday night, eight o'clock, uh, we'll be here and we'll uh, we'll shoot the breeze a little bit about uh, demolition. And if you if you want a guest, if, if there's somebody that's racing on Saturday that you want to hear from on Thursday, drop it in the comments below. 
uh, because we've had some interesting names come up in our conversations. We want to know who you want to see here on Thursday night. So uh, we're we're just about short, uh, getting ready to uh, go to our next guest, waiting for for Megan Perrot to come up. She's got a sportsman car. She drives for number one racing. So maybe there's an opportunity there, Riley, to to get in a seat. (laughs) Yeah, might do a crazy dream that just to try one out for once. She's talked about traveling this season, so we'd have to ask Mitch, the car owner, but I, I'm pretty sure that, that that might be something he might be interested in. So uh, keep the Dodge theme on those those late models. But uh, Greg, final call from social. Is there anything else uh, that we can throw at, at the shirtless wonder? By the way, you are wearing a shirt tonight. It is cold outside. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, by, by the looks of things, nobody really cares that he even has a street side. They want to see him in this derby situation. Okay. Caleb <laughs> uh, Burkhart says he'll come out and play in the derby. Um just put all the street stock guys in demo cars. That's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, I, I, I've been <laughs> with a few of those. Demo car. Uh, and Sean Hyslop wants to know if we got any B-roll video of Riley sneaking beer out of the garage. <laughs> <laughs> when would you have done that? Uh, this summer, I went I went into my house to my mom and uh, stepdad's house, and I said, I missed the beer store. So I said, do you guys get any beer? And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a case. There's a whole uh, cardboard box. And they're all glass bottles of beer in the garage. They're on the back. So obviously I go grab them. But we have cameras around the house and in the garage. So anyways, uh, I went out there. And I picked the box of cardboard. I picked the cardboard box of beer. And I turned around. The bottom flew out. And she just went smash. And every bottle went on the thing. So I came back in and told mom. Well, I shouldn't even have told her. Because sure enough, she went on the camera. And seeing me do it, and then me running around swearing, trying to clean it up, and then she went posting on Facebook. So then everyone else seen me. It looked like I was trying to sneak beer from my parents at 19 years old. So then everyone got a good kick out of that. So there I was looking like the dummy in front of everyone. <laughs> so the answer to that, Sean, is no, we don't have it on the show. But yes, we can grab it the next time we're at Speedway 660. And I think we're going to be there for that first race for the Riverview Ford Lincoln season opener. So uh, what can be done, what can't be done now can be done in two months. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, Riley, I think that all works. Riley, you never grow out of stealing beer from your parents. I was just saying, mine are probably listening. So I shouldn't say Perfect. too much. But... And anything else you're saying on social, Greg? Uh, Tony Arsenault said to, to looking to get the sign crew up to 660 this year. So I think they probably found a favorite driver tonight. Yes, that that is that is one that that needs to get up there. And by the way, Riley, you're the first street stock driver that we've had on the show. So there, there's there's that little distinguished too, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I was waiting to see if you guys are going to bring any uh, street stock drivers on. I've seen uh, a couple of them doing them with uh, uh, James down there in Nova Scotia. And uh, yeah, I've just never seen anyone on here. So I was, when you asked me, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So they're, they're all in the chat right now. We heard from Sean. Justin's probably not there because he's celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday, Justin Cole. And well, he, if he's listening, he's probably not coherent to hear anything we're saying. Yeah. Uh, but we kind of asked Mark Best last week about who he'd like to see on as, as, as the next Newfoundland guest. I'll ask you, who do you see as the next Street Stock guest? Who do we have to get on here to throw in your hot seat? Anyone really. I mean, you got like, uh, you got a lot of good street star drivers nowadays. Like you got and a lot of fast guys, you got Justin and Sean and, uh, uh, Caleb. He, he was a rookie last year, but he was, he was fast by the end of the year. Uh, Michael, uh, Logan power. Uh, there's a lot of them. I think, I think Rick Cash would be a good one to get on here. I don't, I mean, Nothing against Rick if you could, if he could figure out how to run it because I didn't either. If, if, he, if we can get him to use Zoom, I think that's I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Lynn could show him how to run it, but I think he'd be a good one to get on here and see what he has to say because he's not he's not a he gets to the point pretty quick. He'd tell you what he thought. 
Jack Wilkins is very technical. I know he watches the show. So I think we're going to leave that in Jack Wilkins hands. Yeah. Yeah. Jack was wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Who do you got on the race car for sponsorship? Cause I know you don't do it alone. And who do you got on the crew? Cause I, I know some of them are watching tonight too. Uh, I got, I got all my sponsors. Uh, my picker, I got, I got to thank buddy Munn, uh, my dad, my uncle Tom, Tony Garvin, my, my brother-in-law, Tony Knorr, uh, just everyone that's down there every weekend helped me out. It's, it's, I mean, it's super hard to find a guy my age that wants to give their whole summer up just to go down and sweat at a racetrack. They're out on a boat and they're going wheeling. Like they don't want to go sit at a racetrack, but uh, I got to thank all my sponsors. Uh, Bob Calhoun at Pub Bottles Exchange. He's a big sponsor of mine. Uh, D Gillespie and Sons Trucking, Barry Moorcraft Trucking, uh, W.I. Gillespie, uh, Ian D. Patterson, Robert Curtis at Keller Williams, uh, MH Electric. Uh, I got I got my phone here so I can see. <laughs> Cheat sheet, right? Oh well, yeah, I can't I can't remember them all. Uh, Jay Dunham Law Group, Granite Industries, uh, Paul Miller at Miller Refrigeration, Southside Diesel Service, um, my cousins Darren and Crystal, Lincoln Auto, Uncle Kyle at Lincoln Auto. He's always there if we need tires changed or he's always there to help us. Um, it, just all my sponsors, uh, I, I can't thank, I can't forget to thank Jack Wilkins because a couple times I forgot to thank him on the intercom down the track and well, I still don't hear the end of it. And I think that was five years ago. So I got to thank him, but I just, all my friends and family for coming down, like support me. If, it, it's a family event. Like if it wasn't for them and sponsors, we wouldn't all be here doing it. So, yeah. I, I, I think Jack knows that, that we have fun with him on the show. So at least you're <laughs> good for another five years, right? Yeah, now, now that I thank him on live, at least more people seen it on here probably than they would have 660. So hopefully he'll stop complaining about it and uh, finally get down there. Oh, and I forgot Lonnie. Uh, he's He'd be a huge part of my sponsor too. I mean, I was just down there last week uh, and uh, we shot the shot the shit affair for a bit and uh, had a good time and worked on some cars and stuff. But no, he, like I said, he knows how to make a, one of them race cars turn. So if it wasn't for him, my race car wouldn't be turning the way it is. And I got to really thank him because the knowledge he's gave me and help he's gave me would cost a normal fellow a lot of money. What color are the rims on your car? Not chrome. <laughs> so you passed the test. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> thank I, I think Lonnie would be done helping me if I, if he's seen chrome wheels on my race car. Just don't let Gerald Greenlaw anywhere near your race car and you'll be fine. No, no. <laughs> Uh, thank you for doing this. This this has been fun, and I'm sure we'll catch up before the, the racing season starts. And if not, we'll see you on the uh, the opening weekend at Speedway 660. For sure. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Temper and Greg. Thanks, Riley. Thanks. That's Riley Goodwin, driver of the number 77. And we are going to move on to our next guest. And uh, we've been waiting to get this one on for a little while. And uh, Meg, your camera is sideways. <laughs> there you go. Tim, I'm uh, going to need a raise for social media for this one, I think. Buddy. I think you are. Uh, there we go. Driver of the number one, Apache Motors, Bunky's Hands Insulators, uh, number one racing. Did I forget anybody? I'm sure I did. Uh, Megan Perrot, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Uh, who did I miss? I know you've got a, a long list. We'll start off with the sponsors, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, for sponsors this year, uh, the list is pretty small, but uh, we have uh, Bunky's Hands Insulators on board every year, so love him. Um, we've also got Pachi Motors, they've been on every year as well, and a Graco Auto Loop system. So, yeah. Yeah. So, welcome to the show. I, I know you, we wanted to get you on here for a little while. Uh, mm -hmm. 2020 was a little bit of a slower season with COVID and everything else, but uh, we've done the shop stop before. But we'll, to refresh everybody's memory, 
How did you get your start in racing? Okay, so I, I started because uh, uh, my, my dad, he used, to, he, used to, uh, he used to race a lot. Uh, so he used to race in the lightning division and he used to drive me to the track or I used to go with my mom and I used to, you know, see dad at the track and cheer him on like, go dad, yay. Um, and uh, I bugged him enough and he eventually got me like a bandolero and that's where it started. Uh, I did a couple years there. Uh, and then I moved on to the truck series, which is by far like my favorite, even though like I love sportsmen to death, uh, spent a couple years in trucks four, if I'm correct, uh, and then moved on to sportsmen and, uh, yeah, and that, that's just what we're doing now. We just had Riley Goodwin on the show. We'll ask you the same question. What do you remember about those Bandolero days and, and how big of a stepping stone was that to really learn that car to, to move up to a truck? Yeah, so bandoleros, uh, they're definitely like low to the ground and everything. And I just remember like the biggest thing, it's they're, they're just, uh, I just remember uh, every time in, at Scotia anyways, out of two, there was just this one bump and it was, it would just like really set you loose. But no, bandos are, they're, they're totally different. I remember the, the transition from bandos to trucks was just, it was a big learning. So I just kept looking at dad and being like, I don't know, this is, this is what I know. Holy crap. But, uh, but yeah. For the record, that bump is still there in turn two. It is. It is still there. Uh, my, my little brother, Brett, he races and he can confirm it is still very much there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about Brett in a second, but want to remind everybody we're live and interactive with Megan Perrot, whether you're watching on Scotia Speed World, Tim's Corner Motorsports, East Coast Mini Stock Tour. Uh, we're still live on Speedway 660 as well. Drop us a comment. Let us know that you're tuned in or any questions that you have for driver number one. Uh, Greg, it's early. Uh, you still have the rookie stripe on. We'll throw it to you. Is there anything that's on social early on this one? I'm fairly disappointed that there's been nothing to date. So we'll just. Uh, well, it's still have, early. Yeah. You're just going to have to keep her talking. Okay. Well, that I know she, she can do that. I'm, I'm sure I've I heard, can't. It's I've real, heard I'm interviews. On like, so. I'm on like glass number two of wine. I'm really like relying on that right now okay so, hold on yeah. so greg mckay <laughs> didn't bring us sandwiches you didn't bring us wine what's up with that i don't know you should, it's uh it's bring your own wine bring your own sandwiches i i could definitely go for a sandwich though if someone's giving those out like tell me where to go i'll go very I, hungry <laughs> i feel like i'm a lightweight with the diet coke but uh let's talk about the truck division when we talked mm -hmm. about the bandoleros let's talk about the trucks you had some success there and you got to battle with guys like Dan Smith, Jason mm -hmm. Benton, Matt Vaughn, list goes on and on there. How cool was that to be a part of that truck division up until the, the end of it? Yeah. So like I said earlier, like the trucks were like, I probably, like, I, I can confidently say that like my favorite series that I've been in, just like the, the guys, like there was like, there, there was like, you know, like tension and everything with the guys, like every week was always like a, like, you know, there, there was like d disagreements and like, I don't want to see fights or anything, but it was always like, you know, like high, there's just always stuff going on. And like the racing was good. And the, like the trucks just, you can run them different than you could like a bando and a sportsman, in my opinion, anyways, like you, you can bump and like bash and bang and just like, you can save it. Like, like compared to like a bando where like, if you get hit in the back, you're spun. Or like if you hit something in a sportsman, like you're, you got to worry about your rad and stuff, but it was just like trucks. It was just like every race was just like going out for fun. And I, I really kind of like, I, I just like, I don't like, I miss that. I'm not saying that I don't have fun in the sportsman, but it's uh, the trucks are just like a, a different kind of world. Like it's uh, and especially you mentioned like Dan Smith and Jason Fenton and them guys like Matt Vaughn. Like I, I like, they're like, I, I'm, I'm Jason doesn't race anymore. I don't think Dan, I'm not sure what he's doing, but Matt Vaughn, he's, he's moved on up and 
he he was by far like one of the in my opinion like the greatest talents that we've had there in the tracks like he was always fun to race against when I could catch up to him but uh but yeah <laughs> no it was just overall like a, a very fun class to be a part of and you got your first win fairly early and when that first mm -hmm. win came others came uh talk about that first one what do you remember about that first race because you had you know your Jason Fenton's your Dan Smith's right behind you yeah uh I, I'm terrible at remembering races, but uh, I, I I don't know if this is the one. I, I remember Jason was behind me at one point, and this might have been when I finished maybe like second or third, maybe like my first podium. But uh, I remember I was celebrating like way too early. Like we were going into three and four, and he, I, uh, I was like pumping my fist, like so excited. I was like, no, I'm finally going to get a trophy. Oh, and uh, he, yeah, <laughs> he came to me after the race. He's like, listen, one, congratulations, two, He's like, I totally could have spun you out there. He's, he's like, you he, he cannot celebrate that early. And I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> didn't do that ever again. But you're, uh, like, you're lucky you didn't have Drew McCacker behind you. <laughs> I'm guessing he's a little bit of different than Jason. But uh, but yeah, the first rate win in the truck, I, I feel really bad that I can't remember that. But I, uh, I feel like I probably got out, stood on the, the top of the roof and waved the flag. That tends to be my, my go-to. So We actually just saw the, the sportsman highlights, and we're looking at the highlights from the, I believe this is the second win uh, from the late model sportsman. We're mm -hmm. kind of bouncing back and forth. But mm -hmm. let's move to the sportsman division and talk about how big those wins were because those wins in this division don't come around very often. When mm -hmm. you're racing guys like Jordan Vino, Devin Smith, uh, I think Colby Smith was there that night on the podium with you when you won your first race. Uh, Travis Roma, like list goes on and on. How cool is it to not only win one, but win two of those features? Uh, it's, it's honestly, I, I'm really happy to say that I, I've done like at, at least once and then also twice, but uh, no, I, I remember like, I was just like so excited that first, the first one that I, that I won, I, I think I led like a lot, like almost all, I don't know. I, I let I let a big portion of the race. I'm pretty sure. And correct me if I'm wrong. I have like the worst memory with this stuff. I think it's you all let every you let every lap. I did. Thank you, <laughs> our facts guy right there. Fact checking us in. Jordan for uh, a second. <laughs> okay, there we go. Jordan, watch out. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I just remember like crossing the finish line and like screaming and like just being so happy in the car that like when we watched the GoPro video the next day or like that night dad was like listen like if you turn the volume up on the tv because we were we were watching off the gopro he's like you can hear you screaming and i'm like okay but uh but yeah no it, especially to like racing against like jordan and devon like they, they just every race every race that we go into they're always they're like they're like the top contenders there's like the, there's uh there's like the the matt vaughn and pete miller is always contending but it was just always like jordan and uh why am I drawing a blank right now? I just said his name. Devin. Thank you. Uh, Jordan <laughs> and Devin. That's the wine. Um, uh, but no, Jordan and Devin. And like the fact that I, I actually was able to contend with them those two nights and everything. It was uh, you no, know, just, uh, just a really cool feeling. The, the second one that we're watching highlights now and the guy is on the screen that finished behind you, Harry Ross White, uh, teammate that night in the 18 mm -hmm. car. How special was that to... Uh, battle a guy that you he, he's kind of giving you some advice on how to do this thing how cool was it that, to have Haas on the podium and chasing you to the checker that was wicked I do remember that part but uh, I remember there was like a restart with like a, a lap or two to go and 
And I just kept looking in the mirror, but also like hearing Haas in my head saying, don't look in that mirror, look where you want to go. So it was just like a constant like battle in my head being like, okay, I really just want to like, I really want to see where he's at. And it was just, I was like, this is it. This is like the moment where I just lose it. And uh, I've been leading and I'm, I'm just not going to get it. He's going to take it from me somewhere on the outside. And Travis Romo was up there with me. Uh, they're just, I was like, there's no way I'm coming out of this like in first place. And then I ended up doing so. And, uh, and then Haas was on the podium with me. And I just remember like Brent, that was the first thing I hopped out of the truck or not the truck hopped out of the car. And it was just like, okay, where's Haas? I have to like hug him. Like he's, uh, he, he's really been like a big factor in my whole, uh, sportsman, like getting to kind of get it, get like a grasp on everything. I come to him with a lot of questions like, uh, cause it was just like all new to me and I, I, I get frustrated a lot. And, uh, don't get me wrong like my dad and Mitch Mitch Blanchard the car owner he they're, they're like great they're good at like helping me through everything but like Haas actually was like he's kind of speaks I guess my language or he was just good at like explaining things and understanding what I'm saying and yeah he, so yeah lots of love for Haas we're gonna go to social in a second because I know Greg <laughs> is chomping at the bit but I want to ask you you brought something up there you drive for Mitch Blanchard. We had Jeffrey Breen on earlier uh, in this this series, and he drives for uh, Bethany and Kevin McCormick. Uh, mm-hmm. How did the deal come along that you ended up in the one car? That's actually a cool story. So uh, I I never knew, like, I didn't know of Mitch until like he asked me to drive his car, and uh, he got a hold of uh, me and my dad, and was just like, "Hey, like, uh, just wondering, like, I I have like a sportsman car and." Uh, long story short, we ended up meeting. Uh, he came over to my dad's house and uh, it was just so weird to have one. Like he was just sitting at our kitchen table and we were just talking racing and he pulled out like his book of like numbers and stuff and was just like, so do you want to race this year? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know you. And it was just a big, like, I don't know. It was, it was hard and not hard, but it was just like mind blowing I guess it was kind of like okay you, you want to like take a chance on me you want me to like not wreck your stuff and I did an okay job on that I didn't wreck too much um but it, it was just really nice of him and it's like I, I appreciate it and it's been so much fun and I think he's gotten a lot out of it I've gotten a lot out of it I've made a lot of like friendships and connections and then sponsorship opportunities and all, like all in all it's just been like a really I think this will be our fourth or fifth season I'm really not good with numbers but uh but no, I'm just really grateful and happy for it. And I think you guys were kind of at a crossroads because I think Mitch was at the point where Matt kind of wanted to step back, Matt Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Jeff Dillman drive the car a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haas was in the car and I think he was at a crossroads. And you were at a crossroads too, because that was when the truck division kind of dissolved. You ran a couple of East Coast mini stock tour races with Mark mm-hmm. Williams. You ran a legend car race with Emily Me, and that, that had to be cool. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was kind of, the way things work, it was kind of at a crossroads for both of, both of you guys in, in, in your racing careers. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel like it's like an identity crisis almost. Like, it's like I was I was doing my thing in the trucks and then the, the numbers just started like dwindling. And then it was like, I just had conversations with my dad. I was like, dad, like, it's not, it's not going to be fun. Like, there's like five trucks here. That's it. Like, that's not, that's not like why we come. We don't just come to like almost be guaranteed a podium every week. So, and then we just decided, you know, like we're, we're not, we're, we're just going to cut it quits or, you know, just stop. And, uh, I remember that first week, I, I think I went to the track and I wasn't racing and I was like, this just feels so weird. I don't want to be here. And, uh, and then Mark Williams, uh, 
he he came forward and, and he was like hey do you want to like do a race and like I said trucks were like the funnest but if funnest is a word um but that that thunder car was like the best like the, the most like I had so much fun in that and like the fact that he had like a, a good car to compete with and like there's good guys working on it and just it was like yeah I think it was what was it front wheel drive so it was I, that was like my first front wheel drive car I'd ever driven everything I'd driven before that was rear I correct me if I'm wrong yep, something like that um yeah um but no that that was just really really cool with him and I think we got to do a couple of races and we went up to uh where did we go? Yeah, 660, I think, in New Brunswick. And that was really fun. I kind of lost uh, track of what the original question was. I'm just kind of going on on a tangent about uh, Mark. Well, but, that, uh, that's that's kind of where I wanted to go with it, because you got okay. a podium in Halifax with that Thunder car. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And you went to 660. The, the race didn't start out well for you. I think the race ended up better than than your father was at the end of, end of the night, because I think he ended up taking a tumble down the hill, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, first or second lap or something I spun out and had to come in the pits or something and uh I made it out a little bit late but uh when he was running like uh he, he was watching the race at like uh, at the fence in in like the the pits and he ran down that hill so fast and apparently the hill is like this and then it flattens out real quick he didn't understand gravity and momentum just kind of like took him right on his face and uh, it was it was a long night it was like after the race ended he was like out of I was like what happened to you he's like oh I'm good and long he broke like ribs and he wouldn't go to the hospital and but yeah no he, he's better now I guess if uh, you know as better as like a 50 year old man or sorry 49 40 year 49 year old man could be but uh but yeah no uh, uh besides that 660 was fun uh we ended up racing the whole race half a lap down the entire race uh i was looking out my front the front of my like the the car couldn't see any cars looking in the rear view mirror couldn't see any cars the entire race it was like i almost just wanted to like cause a caution just to bunch us all up but i i don't i can't do i don't know how to like purposely spin myself out i, I just do that like as, as a talent so <sighs> We, we've got about 20 minutes left on the show we'll go to greg on, on social media uh greg what's what's the buzz over there uh, a couple of good questions, actually. Um, Jordan Vino says that he's never been more excited to finish second to somebody and that she did beat him and Colby Smith in her first win. So congrats on that. Um, try not to make driving a mini stock sound so easy because you passed me coming out of turn four at Scotia Speed World to get that, well, that podium. That was during your like rookie years, wasn't no, it? No, that, that was... was no, that was the same year that I banked Mark's car up that she got to drive. I was trying to give you credit, but I okay, know, but go with it. We're going to go with it. Um, <laughs> Megan, if you were ever given the opportunity to drive a pro stock, Mitch had one at one point, number one racing, would you drive one? If I had the opportunity, yes. I think anyone, like, you'd be you'd be crazy to turn it down, right? Like, uh, Obviously, if the opportunity came up, I'd 100% take it. Um, I know there was one time maybe two years ago where we were doing like end of the year testing at Scotia and I got to do one little test session in the pro stock. And like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like it, it made me nervous. Like just coming on the gas, it's, it's different than a sportsman. Like I, I, I think I might've only been like flat foot on the throttle for, I don't know what, if I did 10 laps, I might've only done like a straight in the backs and a backstretch flat foot once just because it was a 
like you, you get right on that gas and it pushes you in the seat and then it's it just sounds different i don't know it there it's a whole other kind of car and i, I i'm not even i probably can't even say that because i haven't even raced one. i just drove it for two minutes but uh i'd love to learn that's the that's the thing like if the opportunity came up that would be really cool we, we got a question on the 660 page here um <laughs> what advice would you give to younger female drivers coming up through in uh from bandoleros and moving up into a sportsman car that's, that's a fairly big jump um what kind of advice would you give for them going from bando to sportsman hmm uh well i know we have some good female talent uh already kind of in the works doing racing and everything we've got like emily chisholm and can't forget about my girl brooke uh i don't know what their next steps are uh but just honestly uh just ask, ask questions and like, like approach people. And if you have a question, be like, I don't, why, why is the car handling like this? Like what, what can we do to make it better? And just like, I, I rely a lot on my pit crew for for that. Like we have a uh, Keith, Kenny, Bernie, Joe, I, like everyone is just always like, I wouldn't be able to do anything without them. But uh, if, if you're moving from bandos to sportsmen, just be patient, I guess. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what the right thing to say for that is. Cause I, I took a little detour and I did, uh, I did the whole truck thing. So, but, uh, anything's possible. So. And from, from one of your, your biggest fans, Tony Arsenault and the sign crew, um, <laughs> wondering what do you see as your greatest area for improvement this year? Greatest area for improvement. I, is consistency a thing for improvement or not spinning the tires on a restart? Not spinning the tires on the racetrack. That would do. I've done that a couple times, flat foot the gas and spun out. I patience. I, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been working on that a lot, um, on and off the track, but, uh, but no, if I could just have a little more patience and I know like there's been plenty of times coming off the track where Mitch is like, um, the car owner, Mitch, uh, he's been like, if you would have just like waited, a, waited like a little bit before trying to pass them, like, uh, just get a little bit closer instead of trying to go for the outside. He's like, you would have had him. And I was like, I know what I just, I just saw it. I, I see it. And I want to go for it. So, uh, so maybe patience, <laughs> I'll work on that. That's, that's all we got from socials. But I, I do think since we, you know, we kid because we care, um, I think you mm -hmm. might be the only driver to ever spin out on a pace lap. Um, Yep. <laughs> at pace speed. I think that's the only, I've only seen that happen once. I think I, you know what? I, I am all here for doing firsts. Like worst or bad, like any publicity is good publicity, right? Not, not really, but well, um, you're, you're right. It is. <laughs> Greg, no. did, Greg, did you catch cars tour qualifying on the weekend? Um, I was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Rose I knew you were going to go there. Up to speed. I so, knew you were going to go there. Yeah. yeah I, you, you opened the door. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's, he's won how many races? He's, he's a legend. So I, I guess, I guess there has been some people that have done it before. Right? Yeah. But it's funner it, when Megan does it. I've seen <laughs> Joe Hoyt do it. Have, has, have there been many people to uh, stop the 10 lap heat race around lap nine? Cause I've, oh. I've done that. I've done that. Oh, I that <laughs> <was a shot. laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought that was a shot in my direction. Cause I've done that twice. Oh, oh, okay. Well, welcome to the club. It's yeah. You were bringing that up for a reason then. Yeah, yeah. It's doing uh, it when you're leading is when it's really painful. I, right. Okay. I'm here too. Great, great, great. Hey, Mark Martin Walk did that too great. one year. That's right. Mark Martin did it. So it's, yep. you know. Okay. So see, maybe, maybe that's not as bad as the whole spinning the tires thing, but at least it's, it's common. So. <laughs>
I, I want to ask you before we, we run out of time, we got about 10, 15 or so minutes left. I want to ask about Brett because you brought up Brett earlier. Uh, you talked about the, the advice you can give, but you've been giving advice to, to a young kid that's in a bandolero. Uh, how are, what's the progress been in the last couple of years? Cause we did the shop stop and he was kind of getting in the race car then. And mm-hmm. we never really got a whole lot of time to talk about it. So a couple of years afterwards, what, uh, what are you, uh, most excited about seeing his progress? I, he, I think he, he's, he's in that, like the, the smaller division at Scotia, right? Is that called yep. the Bandits? Yeah. So he'll be moving up to the, uh, the outlaws next. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, considering like looking at where he started and where he is at now um like the the progress is like leaps and bounds like on like on you can't uh you can't force comfort into someone on the racetrack they have to kind of find it themselves and that was the biggest like working thing we had to like or the biggest thing we had to like work with him with was just getting comfortable like get on the gas sooner like you can pass this person you like like just overall like just feeling confident in what you have and everything because like he he's never raced before it was just kind of like hey like here's a bandolier let's go um but he's he's ballsy and he's he's just gotten a lot of confidence the last like couple seasons and uh i i'm I'm just really excited to see how he does this year uh not really sure like what this whole covid season is going to bring but uh i know he's excited to get back into it it's all kind of like it's all kind of weird, right? Like, uh, I, I, if I'm being honest, it's like, sometimes it's maybe I, I kind of feel like I don't want to race this year, but like, I know that's just like the whole not normal of everything sinking in, right? Because uh, I know I've, I've talked to Brett a couple times and he's like, like yeah, like it's, it just all feels weird. It doesn't feel like a real race season. And with everything, the temperature starting to warm up, everything else, I think that kind of comes with it too, with it being a long winter with COVID and everything else. I want to ask about Scotia Speed World last year on Labor Day weekend, because you finished second in the sportsman car. He won his first ever Bando feature. I think Mitch Hopkins was on the podium in Thunder. Uh, it was a big night for Beaverbank. Uh, how big was that last year with, with all the COVID and everything that, that happened? How big of a highlight was that? That, that was probably the biggest highlight of, of uh, I'd say, last year. I, I only made four races last year, two at Scotia, two uh, in New Brunswick. Um, but, no, it was uh, – I remember I posted about that uh, on Instagram. It was just, uh, the, like, the three beaver bangers. We got one, two, three. And, of course, Brett had to outshine me, but it's okay. Uh-huh, I'll get him back. Uh, but, no, it was really cool to see him win and just, like, see Dad and, like, uh, Tressa, his mom, like, just so excited. And it was, like, it's just, like, what we worked for. And then Mitchell to get third. Like, he, he like, that man, like, he, he has tough luck. And, like, it, it just to, to see him, like, hold that trophy. And he's just so excited for this little third place trophy. It's like, yay, Mitch. But, uh, no, that's, I'm just kidding. We kid because we care. But, um, but no, I, that, that night was really fun. Uh, I want to ask about that one petty night because you ended up no fire extinguishers thrown at you, but you were up in the corner when Justin Beers decided to take a walk with his helmet and his Hans device. Uh, what do you remember from that night? I, I, that happened in turn two, I think. And uh, I remember just being spun around completely. I saw his car coming towards me and then he got out and I just got to watch like the anger, I guess. You get to watch the show. Fire. Yeah, it was a show. And like he, your first 
thing. Like, I, I think at first I was like scared, not scared, but I was just like, whoa, please don't throw anything at my car in my direction. But like, you can poke fun all you want, but everyone's been in that situation where you're just so caught up. You're like, you're doing so well. And then it's just like, it's taken away from you, you know, like your whole night's wreck. And like, you can't get help. Like you can't help it, but like get caught up in emotions. And that's, that was exactly what he was dealing with. Just like, just disappointment, anger. And it's, I mean, it was, it was really cool to watch for sure. Cool little video on the GoPro be like, wow. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that race in Petty, uh, I, I don't think we did super duper well. We, I, we definitely did not finish on the lead lap. Um, but that doesn't mean it was any less fun. Like, uh, I, that was my first time racing a sportsman there. I believe I've raced the truck there as well. Um, but yeah, no, traveling is always fun. So Denver, you've been quiet over there. Yes, I have something too, Tim. I okay. forgot you were here. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on the spot, Meg. Uh, and I feel like this might be something that Tim has been working at, but I might be wrong with that. But uh, Tim can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, what's it going to take to get you up to Speedway Miramichi to challenge Amber and Sam and all the girls in the Powder Puff race? I've heard about the the powder puff uh, the race that you the, the series you got you got going on there. Um, I'm not sure what this season looks like for us, uh, like traveling wise. I know like if, if Scotia opens, we're definitely going to hit a couple there. We're definitely going to do IWK 50 weekend. But Miramichi, I've never. I don't think I've been there. That's the really really far one. Uh, I can't even guess what the what the track looks like. But it, if the opportunity comes up, like it. You're making it sound real fun. I'd love to give it a try. So, um, Terry's coming up on May fifteenth for for the bando blast. So you should bring Brett, and he can run the bando, and then we'll find a powder puff car for you. If we can find Dylan Langell a demo car, I'm sure we can find you one. So is, is that how that works? You need like a complete different like you can't just like bring like I guess a sportsman. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put a sportsman in there. You can you can put a sportsman car right there. The rules are pretty pretty free as long as you have mm -hmm. a helmet and a seatbelt. But uh, your sportsman car might be a little too valuable to uh, put out there with some of those girls. Just yeah, make sure if you get her a car, it's got an alternator belt because I think we've come across oh, this problem. Don't 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 get Dylan started. I know it, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. But if we can find Brittany Hoy to. Uh, a powder puff car i'm sure we can find you one may 15th does sound like a great date by the way uh, if, uh, if my dad's watching hey dad he's we can find him a demo car too we can find him a demo car too when's the last time he he drove a he drove the truck one night didn't he i think he took that out for a heat race yeah and uh he was just he was drifting more than he was actually going straight that's all you could hear was just tire squeal tire squeal tire squeal but but he had fun so that was the uh, that's that's the most important part. I'm, yeah. I'm sure we can find Brian a, a car up there. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting close to the end. Greg, social, what do you got? Um, Brian might have had fun on the track, uh, racing the truck, but I think he had more fun for the Beaver Bank 1, 2, 3, because he said Mitch is still partying from that, and obviously Brian has some memories <laughs> of that confirm. night. Yeah, I can confirm on that. Whenever I come home for the weekends, Mitch has always got a beer in his hand or something, and I'm like, ah, still celebrating that third place win, huh? So. Yeah. Madison Hill's wondering, uh, what win are you most proud of? Um, probably that's that, that first sportsman race, just to get that, uh, you know, I think it was my seventh race in the sportsman ever. And it was, uh, to get that, that first win was just like, mm -hmm. 
yay. But uh, yeah, no, Madison's my best friend. I, I told her not to watch, so uh, good. <laughs> She's watching. <laughs> Lovely. I kind of forgot, like it's just, uh, I, I was trying not to think that we're live because it's just, it's, it's, it's not scary, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I now remembered we're live now, so that's lovely. Great. <laughs> we're, al we're almost at the end, so you almost yeah. made it through. Okay. Uh, Greg, what else are you seeing on social? Uh, that's about all we got. Uh, yep. She slowed down pretty good. Okay. Uh, we got a couple of more minutes left before we head to uh, Sim 500 Trans Service Cup Series. I guess we're starting early tonight from what I've been told by Paul Strickland. Paul, how close are we on time? Wrong button. Yeah, those. Yep. Yeah, nope. Sorry. Wrong button. Yeah, we're yeah, uh, those guys are getting ready to do some qualifying, some heat races, and I believe we're coming in to cover the last chance qualifying race here. About five, ten minutes or so. Okay, so we will uh, we will start closing off the show. Meg, we can go on for for hours on this. Um, but uh, is there anything is there anything in your racing career that we haven't touched on? Memories? Anything you want to bring up? Um. I don't, I'm terrible on like the spot guys. Come on. Um, I don't know. Just Let, uh, legend ride with Emily me. And we haven't talked about that yet. Okay. Okay. That, uh, yeah. I'm, when did that happen? Maybe when I was doing that whole identity crisis thing, like, yeah. Right before, right before your third glass of wine is when that happened. I think. Love it. Love it here. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that, that was really fun. Um, I guess the experience was fun, but after that race, I think maybe halfway through that race, I was fairly certain. I was like, I was like, I, I need to tell dad to stop looking for legend cars because this just wasn't for me. And I think it was just, it was too twitchy. There was no room for forgiveness, I found. And uh, that's just coming out of the trucks and everything where it was like, I was just so like used to like, you know, the bumping and everything. I was like, you know what? I, this isn't really like somewhere I want to go. And it wasn't it's not a thing I thought we could afford either. Cause like m money is a big thing in racing yeah, and like a good legend car, like aren't they like 20 grand or something? And I was like, there's no way I can like ask dad to like cough over 20 grand on a, on a car that I'm just going to probably flip. So I was like, you know what? The, the, the experience is fun. And I like, I, I'll thank Emily forever for that. Um, but yeah, no, it just wasn't my cup of tea. We got Andrew Lively on the show last week, moving into a sportsman car. What kind of advice mm -hmm. can you give somebody moving into a late model sportsman? He drove legends before that, correct? Yep. Um, Fairly well, well too. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, he doesn't, if anything, can he give me advice? Like, <laughs> he doesn't need my advice. Um, no, I, he's, he's got a good crew. He's, he's going to have a good car. He's, he's a good driver. Like he's, yeah, no, I'll be in his pit stall for his first year asking for what I can do. So that's all I can say about that. I guess we'll close off <laughs> with the the one thing we haven't mentioned, and that was the most popular driver award in 2019. You won the best looking car too, by the way. But I mean, the most popular driver award. How cool was that to add your name to that list? I, I didn't think I was gonna get it, honestly. Like when the when you posted about it, I was like, okay, this is surprising. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, thanks to like everyone that voted the the other year, and uh, I I got a really cool banner out of it. It's it's in my room and everything, and. I actually, I have a banner. It's, it's sitting in the back of my car. I keep meaning to give to Mitch. So Mitch, if you're watching, text me after this. Uh, he hasn't come to me in a, in a little while. So you're safe, I think. Yeah, yeah, no. But uh, but that was just really cool. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's just a really cool thing to be like added to the long list of people. We mentioned sponsors a little bit earlier. Is <laughs> there anybody else that you want to thank, you want to give recognition to before <laughs> we, we close this one off for the night? 
Yeah, so other than like the sponsors, I can just say them again because, you know, sponsors. But um, Bunky Hands Insulators, uh, Pache Motors, uh, Graco Auto Loop Systems. And then for people, I, I've just really, I got to thank dad because first race I won or any race I win, I always forget to thank dad. So dad, like, thank you. Um, also Mitch Blanchard for the car uh, in Hawk for all like the, uh, the the teachings and like the patients and everything about that um Keith and Kenny they they work on my car religiously and I they're they're amazing Bernie for all the help as well we use his garage um and then Mitch Hopkins uh he's always there with the lending a hand and, and a good laugh as well and Joe Joe Sutherland uh his son Dylan Sutherland races he's our go-to guy for like whenever we're in a jam or anything he's always there to help I think that's that's pretty much going to do it. Uh, thank you for doing this. This has been mm -hmm. a blast. Uh, I know we're close on time, so Paul's going to throw up those sponsors on the screen. We want to thank our marketing partners uh, for for coming on. We're not going to bring Greg on because I, I know he's he's there at the uh, can listen to us. Greg, your final thoughts before we close this off. Um, I don't have a final thought. I'm just going to let you go. Oh, okay. You yeah. did a great job, by the way. Rookie stripe off. You're more than welcome to come back anytime soon. Yeah, and for Dylan final thought, beauty sleep. Yeah, I know. He does. Yeah. Apparently he's coming back on Thursday. Denver final thoughts. Uh, we'll see you Thursday night for the Easter Bunny Bash winter demolition preview show. That's a handful. Uh, but are you excited for Thursday night? I am excited for Thursday night, but right now I think I need a drink after looking at the most up-to-date forecast from Miramichi. So uh, 25 centimeters of snow Friday night and the Saturday sounds like a good time. Uh, but yeah, we'll have fun <laughs> on Thursday one way or another. Um, That's disgusting. Okay. I'm glad the border's closed. Well, we, we've gone, it's 21 degrees in New Brunswick today, and now we're going to get a foot of snow on Saturday when we, you know, of course, it, we all know if you, anyone that's ever been involved in racetrack operations knows if you schedule an event, the weather's not going to cooperate. So uh, hopefully that changes. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, looking forward to Thursday night, looking forward to uh, hopefully lining up some guests and announcing them. There's lots of great personalities and great names, but uh, Tim, a fun show tonight. It, uh, it's, it's been fun. Uh, absolutely riley goodwin was great uh drew mckechran with the east coast mini stock tour is great and, and meg might have wine left for you uh potentially <laughs> um, make so much, so. a quarter of a bottle left but i'll save some okay, okay. perfect yeah that, that's gonna do it for us here on a tim's corner live episode number six seven is coming up on thursday and then next week we will have randy miller plus a, a couple of extra guests so Thank you all for watching. Share this and let your friends know that you were watching some bench racing on uh, Tim's Corner. And we will see you Thursday night. Until then, keep the hammer down and we'll see you at the track.